This is episode number 14 with John Romanello and Adam Bornstein. Welcome to the School of Greatness. Each week, we bring you the most inspiring business minds, world-class athletes, and influential celebrities on the planet to find out what makes great people great. My name is Lewis Howes, and I'm an author, lifestyle entrepreneur, and former pro athlete. And I'm on a mission to find out how we can all achieve a higher performance in life. Please leave us your comments on iTunes and join us online at schoolofgreatness.com to be notified of each episode when it comes out. Now let's get after it. Hey, hey, what's up, greats, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world. I'm actually in New York City, a city that I lived in about a year and a half ago for a while, and I actually just moved out to Los Angeles about seven or eight months ago and missed out on all the horrible winter that they had here in New York, so got to enjoy the sunshine in LA for a while. Been coming back and forth, but really uh, enjoying my visit right now in New York City. My brother's actually playing at the Lincoln Center. He's a a world-renowned jazz violinist, and he's playing here for five nights. So I'm excited to check him out, watch him perform, and uh, root on my big bro who's taught me a lot in this world. The episode today is going to be very entertaining and educational at the same time. I've got a couple of great friends of mine on who are world-leading experts in the fitness industry. That's right. These guys know all about how to build more muscle, burn more fat, and last but not least, have more sex. Now, I know this is something that a lot of you want to learn about, so I'm excited to be bringing them on and sharing their wisdom with you guys. I've got a couple of great uh, buddies of mine who are extremely talented and smart individuals. The first one is John Romanello, good friend of mine I met a few years ago, actually at a fitness marketing conference with a bunch of big fitness marketing guys and uh, had a lot of fun meeting him. We've been friends ever since. And John Romanello, Uh, also known as Roman, is one of the most highly regarded fitness experts in the fitness industry. He's written for Men's Health, Fast Company, and been featured on programs like Good Morning America. He is an advisor to nearly a dozen fitness and tech companies. He also lives in uh, New York City, big New York Jets fan. And he's also does a lot of advising on the fitness side of things for Arnold Schwarzenegger in his site, which is pretty cool because Schwarzenegger is a legend in the bodybuilding and fitness world. And then we've got my other good friend who I actually met through John Romanello, Adam Bornstein. Now, this guy is a machine. Uh, He's an award-winning fitness nutritionist, writer, and editor. He's named one of the most influential people in health. And he was previously uh, with Livestrong.com as the editorial director. And he used to be the fitness editor for Men's Health magazine. He's also written over five fitness books and appeared on Good Morning America and E! News. Both these guys are extremely talented. They know what they're talking about. They know their stuff. I know John was actually training you know, celebrities and world-class athletes for the last eight to 10 years, and Adam's been training people as well. They're both just extremely talented when all things are needed to talk about with fitness. And their new book is called Engineering the Alpha, an 
a real world guide to an unreal life. And the forward is actually by Schwarzenegger himself. But I'm excited to be sharing this interview with you guys because I um, got to have a good little sit down chat with both of them and Roman's dog, which you'll be hearing snoring half of the time throughout the interview, but a very cute dog none the least. Uh, these guys have some very interesting ideas to share with you about how you can do more of these things, building more muscle, burning more fat, having more sex, and also just how to become a better version of yourself. Specifically, I'm talking about for entrepreneurs and business professionals who are working all day, maybe slouched over a computer, you know, sitting at a, a desk chair all day, and how to really optimize your body and your performance so that you can look better, feel better, perform better uh, in your personal life, in your business life, and in your lifestyle in general. So these guys are about to unleash some wisdom upon you, and I'm very excited to introduce them to you. Before we get into the show, I want to give a quick shout out to, we just hit our 100th rating uh, on iTunes. I guess there's been, a, or excuse me, 100th review. I guess there's been more than 100 ratings, but I think we've got a, 100 reviews, people who've left comments over on iTunes, and I appreciate all of your feedback. We've got a you know, hundred five star ratings, I guess, but more reviews. A few people left four star, you know, three, two, one stars, and some people left, left some nasty negative comments, which I appreciate. Any type of comment you leave me, it lets me know you're listening to me. So I appreciate it either way. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to the one hundredth, I guess, review, and it goes from the name of Run for Fun. Too. And it says, great podcast. Just discovered this podcast after hearing Lewis on Rich Roll's podcast. Subscribed and love the positive thoughts towards becoming healthier. Great podcast. So thanks for that. And there's a bunch of other reviews. I see one right here that's from Superfly Honey. And it says, digging the podcast. Just finished your solo podcast and enjoyed it beyond words to describe. So Thank you very much. And I've been getting a lot of emails from you greats out there requesting more solo podcasts because the one I did, I guess it was back uh, episode nine or eight or something like that. You guys have been uh, really interested in more of that. So I'll be sure to bring more of that to you guys here soon. But I've got some amazing guests lined up for you. You are not going to want to miss out on who is coming up soon. Some very cool people. So stay tuned for that. With that, let's get to the show, and I'm going to introduce you right now to my good friends, John Romanello and Adam Bornstein. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PureLeaf. That's promo code 20PureLeaf for 20% off. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Business Gold Card. 
Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. What is up, everyone? Thanks so much again for checking out the School of Greatness. I've got a couple of good friends on. I don't know if I I need to come up with like a nickname for you guys now that you have a book together, like the the, the dynamic duo, the ambiguously not gay duo, or something. But we got to come up with a like a name for you guys. So we got Adam Bornstein and John Romanello. What's up, guys? Hey, how you doing, Lewis? What's up, bro? going going well man how what's what's the name for you guys do you guys have like a tag team name like if you were wwe wrestlers what would you guys be wow that's hard like the italian stallion and the what the the jewish something (laughs) i don't know what would you guys be (laughs) what runs runs jewish Uh, jewish guy who didn't beat me in basketball (laughs) exactly We'll work on this. Maybe by the end of the show, we will we will come up with yeah. uh, what the name is. Come up with a tag team name. That would be sweet, oh, I think. Yeah. Well, you guys got a new book come out, or that's coming out right now. Um, it's actually coming out, in, I think, in a week. It'll come out the, when this episode airs. It'll be out, so you guys can go buy it whenever. But it's, it's called Man 2.0, Engineering the Alpha, A Real-World Guide to an Unreal Life. And... It's all about how to balance your hormones, build more muscle, burn more fat, and have more sex. Pretty much all the things that guys want to have, right? I mean, we think so. Certainly, (laughs) I mean, there's definitely – those are all the big ones anyway. Yes. Now, I want to get briefly into your guys' backgrounds because you both have interesting stories. Uh, John was basically a fat kid, if if I'm getting it right. And you're, right. you're all good stories begin. <laughs> and you're, and you're basically, I'm going to just speak the truth. You're basically a fat kid who was friends with all the girls, but could never get the girls. And you were sick and tired of just being the friend and being this chubby. You weren't that fat, but you were chubby, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess a, a good way to put it. Uh-oh, did we just lose him? No, okay, there we go. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I guess a good way to put it is that, uh, yeah, I was a chubby kid. I, I was friends with a lot of girls. I had a couple of girlfriends. I was not uh, I was not a stud or a, or a player. Right. As, uh, you know, so, I, you know, in high school, I was only ever in shape during, like, wrestling season. But even then, I did not have abs. But it was... Um, you know, just like one of those things. Like I was, I was chubby at the exact wrong periods of my adolescence, mm. and so it had like this. You know, I, I think a really profound effect on my 
emotional development and self-esteem. Right. I think everyone who feels an extreme pain goes through a certain seeking period in their life, or maybe it's the, in your, you like, um, the hero's journey, the reference to that, maybe it's like a call to adventure or whatever. It's like, you've got this pain and you want to, you want to overcome that pain. And I think that's part of your journey is you started learning everything there was to know about fitness, about getting the best shape of your life, about, you know, all those different thoughts, all those different things about sex, about everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. And Adam, what was your story like getting into fitness? Cause you both are top, you know, celebrity trainers, top fitness experts featured in, you know, men's health all over the world in, in the media outlets, you are the, top of the top so how did you kind of get into it adam like like all great stories i also started out as a fat kid yes so that, i mean that, that was that was kind of the the entrance into health and fitness i was a fat kid and i was a kid who got injured and hurt all the time and couldn't do all, all the things that i wanted so i really was able to make my entry point into the world of fitness by wanting to better myself but but mine came from a much different perspective. So I, I was a, a content creator. Mm. So the I guess the short end of the story is that I, I worked as the fitness editor for Men's Health after really beginning on the research side of things, working at a couple universities and being a research nerd and then realizing that I could combine uh, journalism and writing with what my, my passion and expertise was in, in fitness and, and nutrition. So I, I kind of put those two together and worked at men's health for several years and then uh, wrote some books while I was there as well. Ended up moving over to livestrong.com and took over as editorial director over there. Continued to play in the health and fitness game in a variety of ways. And uh, here we are now. We're uh, writing this book and trying to, I guess, take over the fitness world and make a, a big difference for, for a lot of people by taking a different approach to how people normally discuss health, fitness, sex, and uh, really becoming the, the best version of yourself. Nice. Now, you guys were both fat kids, and I'll, I'm, I was the reverse. I was a skinny kid that can never build muscle and never uh, really get ripped. I was always tall and lanky, and I was like, how could I you know, just get a little bicep going or like a two-pack? I could never really do it. I was just super skinny. And you talk a lot about getting lean, getting ripped, getting strong burning that belly fat, all these different things. Before we get into that, I want to know what's your guys' difference, or what's the difference to you guys between, or maybe you can give me the definition in your terms of an alpha and a beta. Um, that, yeah, that's a great question. Okay, so guys, this is Roman. Um, so what I, what I would say is that um, we, we like to look at not so much the difference between an alpha and a beta, although I'll get to that. I would say that what Adam and I focus on, particularly in this book, is the difference between our definition of an alpha and the traditional definition of an alpha. Mm. You know, uh, if you if you like read any common literature, particularly in the like the pickup artist community, the AMOG or alpha male of a group is generally someone who like seeks dominance within a social circle. And, you know, that term comes to us from the animal kingdom. And so right. within that context, it's really about being better than other people. What we teach is, is to not focus on that. We think that defining your value in a, in a comparative sense is pretty dangerous. And I think that it's a slippery slope. You know, anyone who has been involved in competition at a high level 
where you're, you know, you're focused on rankings, you can, you know, you, you're an athlete, so you kind of understand that right. that can really start to be damaging if that is the only way that you assess your self worth. Right. You know, and even you, I mean, you held this, you held a, an NCAA record for like nine years. You know, you're a great athlete. You know, you were a great receiver, a great football player. And I remember, like, I saw you three days after that record was broken, and you were kind of annoyed. So it's right. it's even even though you know you're great. It you wanted you know you you sort of were drawing your value in some capacity from having that record you know right exactly and so what we what we teach is to not do that we really want to want people to focus on not comparing themselves to others but only seeking to be better than previous versions of themselves and focus not so much on change or dominance but more on evolution and always trying to get better and be a better version of yourself. And so for us, when we talk about being the alpha, we don't mean to be the alpha of a group. We mean to be the alpha version of you. Mm. And so if we were working with you, the goal would be to find out what it means to be the alpha Lewis and help you bring that out. Interesting. Okay. And that's kind of uh, the different approach that we took here, whereas a lot of books might give you information that doesn't necessarily feel catered to you. Uh, we flipped the script by trying to create a blueprint that is replicable uh, on an individual level. And it's not necessarily just giving a templated plan and saying you have to fit your square personality into this circle approach. Right. Uh, we're, we're catering to you in a different way because it is a, more about uh, reaching whatever your next level is, whatever higher level is to you on a person and not pre-establishing what, what success or a good body or your fitness goal might be. Right. Yeah. Now, now we're all friends. I know both of you guys really well. I know I knew John or Roman first for the last few years and he introduced me to Adam. We've all become good friends. I've learned a lot of great secrets and insider tips from you guys. I've gone through a lot of the content in this book already. So, but I want to act like I don't know you guys and I don't know a lot of this information. I want to ask you for a, probably a lot of people are going to be wondering a couple of few, a few different things. And one is probably like, you know what? I just don't have a lot of energy throughout the day. I'm just lacking of the energy. Uh, you know, I've, I've got like this little, little belly. I just want to like get rid of like, you know, five, 10 of those pounds on my belly that I just wish I could see a little bit of the abs. And I really want to have more energy because sex life isn't that good. And it's kind of all affecting me. I'm assuming a lot of this, you know, a lot of people are kind of fitting somewhere in there. Now, if, if that was me and I wanted to like change that, and you t I know you talk about a lot about testosterone. Is that one of the things that I want to be focusing on first, or is it a different approach? Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily. It's definitely one of the things that you want to be focusing on. I think that it really starts with a recognition of if you have all of these symptoms. A lot of people try to, you know, try to attack the symptom. It'd be no different than if you had a headache. Mm. Every single day, and you kept on taking Advil, and it would go away temporarily, and the very next day, you woke up with a headache, would you just inevitably always just try and take these painkillers to take the headache, or would you want to see what is causing this headache? And that's really the problem that's going on here. Guys have a lack of energy, they have trouble losing their gut, or building muscle, or they don't have that sex drive, and they search for answers rather than stepping back and really just trying to get to the foundational aspect of what would cause this problem in the first place. And it, basic human endocrinology is that our hormones control pretty much everything. I mean, literally everything. So if your hormones are out of whack, and one of the big ones is if your testosterone levels are low, 
you will feel a lack of energy. You will have trouble losing that gut. You will be lacking sex drive. So I think that first step is to recognize that we're having these problems and repeatedly having these problems. And, and a lot of times, it's guys who are putting forth effort. They're going towards the gym or they're trying to de-stress and they're still having these issues. So maybe they need to step back and realize that the problem isn't necessarily the effort or a lack of wanting. It's that they have this problem. They have low testosterone. They have hormonal dysfunction that they need to address. And if you get to the root of the problem rather than just attacking those symptoms, that's when you really start seeing those changes. And that's what we saw with the really the, the thousands of people who have tested out this program. And many of the success stories that we share in this book is that when people found out that they had a hormonal issue and were able to address those directly, that's when the benefits really started kicking into high gear and that's when they started seeing changes. Now, what is the cause of a lot of these hormonal imbalances or deficiencies? Is it, I guess what I'm trying to get at is a, is a lot of this stuff stem from an emotional level or some type of happiness level. Like the less happy we are, the the worse our hormones are. If we're constantly happy, then it increases the hormone balance. So what it, where does it really stem from? Well, that's actually a really interesting question. And the answer is that uh, it can come from either place. And in a lot of cases, it does come from both places. Uh, so something to consider is that um, – I, when I was at school, I studied something called psychobiology, which focuses a lot on how uh, the body and mind affect one another. Mm. And a really good example is if you have let's, – let's just talk about you because you're an athlete. Let's say you had a twin brother, right? And both of you had identical careers and on the same day in different games playing at different colleges, you both hurt your knee and you were both out for the rest of the season. This happens a lot. You know, Guys get hurt and they can't play anymore. Right. And let's say, I, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but just to make it easy, let's say 50%. 50% of athletes who get hurt fall into, I'm just, let, me, let me rephrase that. Many times athletes get hurt and fall into a, a depression. Of the, the athletes that that happens to, 50% of them, let's say, fall into a physiological depression. And what I mean by that is that because they're no longer exercising regularly, because they're not active, they create a hormonal shift. The lack of activity creates the hormonal shift and that begins to manifest itself in, let's say, a depression. The other 50% wind up falling into a psychological depression and now the reason that they're depressed is not so much because of the, the actual physiological processes that are being altered but rather because this identity-defining thing that, that they sort of viewed themselves in, you know, that was removed. Right. And so it really does happen both ways. On the one hand, you do have people who are affected completely emotionally and you know that let's say that's you and then you have the on the other hand people who are affected via physiological means, so your twin brother. Right. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host 
So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now, it's hard to sort of decide which one of those camps you fall into. Obviously, you just need to be introspective and self-aware. Thankfully, the fixes are generally pretty similar for both cases. So you have a lot of people who are falling into this physiological depression that uh, they're doing things. They're living their life in a way. They have these lifestyle behaviors and these dietary habits and these, uh, these physical habits or lack of physical habits which result in a physiological lowering of hormones. So let's say they eat a lot of shitty foods, and so let's say their insulin is all out of whack, they're not getting enough sleep, so their cortisol is out of whack, and that affects their growth hormone. Both of those, both insulin and cortisol and growth hormone will all affect your testosterone production. And so you have those things that are, that, that, those are a physiological response to lifestyle behaviors. Right. But on the other hand, the people you asked about, there are a lot of people who, let's say, they wind up losing their job and now again, some of their, their identity of self is removed because they, a lot of us define ourselves by our career. And now they have to, you know, they're stressing about this thing emotionally <laughs> and depressed and they're starting and their confidence is lowered. And they don't and work so, out and they, get, they eat crappy foods and... Well, here, here's the thing. So, yeah, that, I mean, they do feed into one another, right? Right. But even without changing their exercise habits, even if they're not going to stop working out, even if they're not going to start eating crappy foods, um, you are going to have those people who just because of the emotional shift will begin to experience the physiological ramifications of low testosterone and et cetera. But yeah, of course they feed into each other. If you have someone who's like eating shitty foods to begin with and not feeling well and, and you know, they're not working out then they're probably going to experience some emotional depression because they're not happy with themselves and they're not happy with, them, with their lives. Right. And then as you suggested, of course, there's the other hand where people 
who, you know, lose their jobs or go through this emotional depression, then start feeding into that. And, you know, they're, they're, they're eating their feelings and coating them in chocolate and not working out and all these other things. So, yeah. So again, it, it really does go both ways. Dude, I love chocolate. Who doesn't? Especially when you're depressed. <laughs> yeah. So good. Well, this is interesting. Okay. So they both affect each other is what you're saying, basically, right? Correct. Right. Um, now, for some reason, I keep coming back to testosterone, maybe because I'm reading it on the the back cover about yeah. testosterone. But is testosterone really the one of the key things people, men, should be focusing on to help them increase everything else physiologically and, I guess, psychologically? Is that one of the key things or am I completely off here? No, you're, you're definitely – I mean, the testosterone is a big part of what makes you a man. I, I think – what's going to be surprising for most people. And it's really a call to action and and a reason that we dug so deep, uh, both from a physical programming perspective of how to increase testosterone in in your life through natural methods. And also, you know, looking at the problems that, that men face, how many guys actually suffer from low testosterone who aren't in the age range that you would typically uh, perceive people. Uh, who are, you know, you, when you think of low testosterone, you think of guys in their 50s and their right. 60s. Uh, but what we're seeing is that low testosterone is affecting guys as young as their 20s and 30s. Now, why and in is fact, that? Uh, there's a, it's lifestyle factors, and that's mm. really what we tap into. I mean, you are looking at one in four guys have low levels of testosterone. But I think even worse than that is that on average, the average man, his testosterone levels are 22% lower now than they were 20 years ago. So men are becoming less manly, and men at any age. And what was really interesting is, you know, something that we tapped into in the book is there was a study uh, done by Australian researchers that looked at testosterone levels of men at different ages. And then they looked at different lifestyle factors, and then they were finding active men up in their 60s had testosterone levels that were similar to active guys in their 30s. Which was kind of a, and there was a lot to the, the methodology of the study, but giving some credence to the idea that, you know, you lose it if you don't use it. So these guys were, were sleeping well, they're eating a certain way, they're training in a certain way, and the testosterone levels were still high. And then you had guys in their 20s and 30s who were doing none of this, and they had testosterone levels that were plummeting and much lower. And I think that's this idea that, you know, you're going to have t- high testosterone just because you're a man, just because you're young isn't true anymore. Uh, cultural society has shifted so much as to how we live, how we eat, even how we exercise, how we have sex or the amount of sex that we have to the point that our bodies are now evolving in a, in a bad way mm. to produce and have less testosterone, which then in fact is changing the model of man. It's changing how, uh, how strong we are, changing how manly we are, how aggressive we are, how successful we are. You know, the, you, you look at the, the business place, even it's a testosterone-fueled business place. Tom Wolf wrote a great piece about the loss of testosterone in, in the male entrepreneur and how in business and in success, a drop in testosterone is affecting, you know, this recession-type economy where if guys have more testosterone, you might see a lot more successful guys making a lot more money. Right. Interesting. Um, now yeah. one, one of the things, this is interesting. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I just did a, a previous interview with Dr. Lisa Rankin, who she's got a book out called mind over medicine, scientific proof. You can heal yourself. And in this interview, she talked a lot about a lot of the causes for 
um, illness and disease is because of lifestyle and stress resistors that we're building up. You know, 100, 200, you know, 500 years ago, we didn't deal with as much stress. And I think it's what you're talking about right now is the lifestyle factor. Um, and it's causing us to decrease our des testosterone and make us less manly is what you said. And hence, man 2.0 uh, for the title of your book. Now, what are some natural things that guys can do every day or every week to increase testosterone? I've heard lift or doing heavy squats helps increase testosterone and sprinting, but what are some other things that really keep us on track to becoming the better man that we should be becoming? Sure. Uh, so you touched on two of them, two of the big important ones. Uh, it has been shown that doing heavy squats, anything that is uh, is very challenging physiologically is generally going to what we call force adaptation, right? So if you're training in a way that is intended to get you stronger, your body has to react to that by producing more testosterone. Right. Heavy squats, particularly high rep squats, 20 rep squats, have been shown to increase testosterone, as has sprinting. But the, those are just two of the physical things that you can do. Um, and then, of course, there are the, uh, the dietary components to this. The first thing, the easiest thing that guys can do is eat more fat. Really? Oh, yeah. So, so, so this is contradictory for a lot of guys. They think, you know, if I want to burn this belly fat, should, why should I eat more fat? Right. Well, you know, fat is really, really important. And when I, when I say fat, I mean all of the types of fat that you have been told your entire life are the ones that you should be eating. In particular, saturated fats. Hmm. As long as they're coming from, uh, let's say, grass-fed and organic sources, saturated fats are the healthiest fats that you can consume. So we're talking butter, eggs, steak, particularly fatty steaks. These are the things that you should be consuming. And, and that thankfully, that men like to consume because they are delicious and not that difficult to cook. Right. <laughs> um, and so the reason for that is that these things, it has been shown, of course, like the big reason that people tell you to stay away from fat is because it increases cholesterol, right? Mm, right. If you're, if you're keeping your carbohydrates down and you're ma managing insulin effectively, instead of increasing the bad cholesterol, the quote-unquote bad cholesterol, eating these saturated fats seems to improve the good cholesterol. And, here's what, and, and actually, it can slightly improve cholesterol levels overall and, and reduce triglycerides and all of these other things. Uh, if you haven't um, – if your people don't know much about the paleo diet, Rob right. Wolf, um, R-O-B-B Wolf is one of the, the big guys in the paleo community and he has tons of studies and has a lot of, uh, of anecdotal evidence to show all of, of his people who are going on paleo-type diets, very high fat, very low carb, and are showing massive reductions in triglycerides and, and better balancing of cholesterol. Here's why that's important. A lot of people don't know that cholesterol is actually very good. In fact, it is the precursor hormone to literally all sex hormones, which means the higher cholesterol is, the more readily your body can produce testosterone. It, it is derived from it. And it, this is total cholesterol that we're talking yeah, about. Total. So you've got your HDL, your good stuff, and your LDL. So if you look at your total cholesterol number and it is higher, you can produce more testosterone. Right. Oh. And so eating more fat is a really simple way to do that. Now, again, that in that is really uh, something that should be done in combination 
with lower carbohydrates. And there's a few reasons for this. When you eat carbohydrates, you obviously produce insulin. Everyone knows that, now, right? Just so, just so everyone knows, what are carbohydrates? Uh, so anything that has starch in it, so sugars, breads, potatoes, rice, cereals. Uh, but of course, fruit has carbohydrates in it as well. So um, you know, we, 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 we could, wow, we could talk about this all day. Pasta, bagels. Yeah. All the pizza, all the delicious stuff in the world. <laughs> More bagels. So candy, you, so cookies, <laughs> brownies, anything that you like to eat. Any sweets uh, pretty much. Yeah, any, any, any sweets or sugars or cereals or breads. So you should be getting rid of that. Right. Or having it on a minimal level. And then occasionally on a maximal level. Okay. So here's the thing. When you regularly take in high amounts of carbohydrates, like every day, you have chronically elevated insulin levels. And chronically elevated insulin has been shown not only to have a, a, a global effect on testosterone, which means, you know, like, like negative uh, effect on testosterone where you're lowering your testosterone overall. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm yep. hearing one of your dogs snore. That is hilarious. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. you can keep it going. It's just funny. Cause I know your dogs, you just took them and got them, uh, fixed, right? Yeah. So <laughs> listening, um, we, we could post some pictures of these dogs. Uh, I have a French bulldog and a Boston terrier. So they are very, they're, they mostly resemble pigs with like, a, like cross with a little bit of dog DNA. Oh and uh, and they're very snorty. So what you're hearing right now is the pig dog, French bulldog Samwise, snoring into the computer. He's <laughs> he's uh he's a little bit medicated right now. He does apologize. Though. It's all good. I just had to had to announce that. I appreciate it. Um, so when your testosterone levels are chronically elevated, uh, I'm sorry. When your when your insulin levels are chronically elevated, not only does it globally reduce testosterone, but it also seems to have a very specific effect not only on testosterone, but also on sex drive itself, which, mm. and you know, sex drive and testosterone are obviously related, but it, it seems that even when testosterone is not negatively affected that much, sex drive still goes down. So sometimes the more carbohydrates you eat, the lower your sex drive is. Now, I will mention that can go the other way. And sometimes people on extremely low carb diets, like zero carbs, do find that they lose sex drive as well. So there's sort of this sweet spot of anywhere between 30 and 100 grams of carbs per day that seems to be really good in terms of sex drive. Mm. And, uh, and something else is that chronically elevated insulin levels have been shown to have a very specific negative effect that guys want to avoid, and it is erectile dysfunction. Chronically elevated insulin levels have been shown to increase incidence of erectile dysfunction. And uh, part of that is probably due to the fact that it, um, it uh, chronically elevated insulin affects circulation negatively, mm. and that's why uh, people with diabetes who, who are going through all these problems, you know, they wind up with uh, you know really bad circulation, particularly at the far end of their extremities and their fingers and toes. So you know that obviously your 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 penis is, I think, probably your favorite extremity, and you want to get as much blood to it as possible whenever you need it. True. So um, okay, now this is interesting stuff. Now, let's just say this all makes sense to me, but let's say my my wife is, or my girlfriend or whoever is out of town for a couple of weeks, and we haven't had sex in a couple months. It's just whatever reason I'm exhausted. I'm tired at work. I'm working eight hours a week. Uh, I'm not working out. I'm eating fast food all day long and she's coming back in two weeks. 
and I want to have some amazing sex. I want to have sex all night long, one of those crazy nights, but I haven't done this in years, and I'm just not feeling good. I'm feeling like a beta male, right? What can I do in two weeks' time to give myself the best chance of having like this superhuman power that radiates from my body, and Ah. she just cannot resist me, and it just goes all night long? Well, first thing, I'm going to let Adam tackle all of this stuff that you can do. But I do want to mention, if you have not had a lot of sex in a while, this is something that happened to me. So I'm going to share this with you guys. If you haven't had sex in a while and then you go on an all-night rampage, please make sure you stretch first because I pulled one of my hip flexors pretty badly doing that. So, uh, yeah, it, it, any, anytime you take more than like three or four weeks off and then you – you have a you know a three hour marathon session. You can wind up Stretch. with strained, strained hip flexors. So I'll just put that out there for everybody, and I'll let Al, uh, I'll let Adam t- take care of all the the actual therapeutic solutions here. Uh, so so I right. guess now for all people who have questioned whether static stretching has a benefit, uh, John, John has now answered that question for you. That uh, at least from a sexual standpoint, static stretching will benefit you and prevent strained hip flexors. Well, well, also this is another point that I want to mention in a second. I've hearing from a lot of different sports psych- or sports uh, therapists that static stretching is actually more harmful than dynamic stretching. Let's talk about that afterwards, but let's go into the two-week treatment first. Yeah, two-week treatment. Um, I, it's going to be pretty simple because I mean, you, you have to go into this realizing that. All right, you, you got two weeks here. You're, you're, you know, you're not going to reinvent the wheel, but what you can do is you can start making this shift from a hormonal standpoint. And something that we really point out is actually the first four weeks of the program that we put in the book. And what we do is we put you through an insulin reset. And what we're trying to do is that most men have these chronically elevated insulin levels. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a lower carb approach for those first two weeks, and that means, you know, with, with the exception of uh, vegetables, really, and, and maybe some fruits as well. You're going to be going with higher protein, higher fat. I promise you, you will not end up getting hungry because you're going to be eating so much steak or bacon or eggs or all of them together. Almond butter. Oh, almond butter. It's it's my weakness. <laughs> that you're you're going to be uh, you're going to be satiated. You're going to be feeling full. You're going to be feeling satisfied. Uh, and you're you're just going to start feeling. It's, it's almost like you know people go through a detox and they feel better. When you start putting clean fuel into your body, it's amazing what a big difference it feels. Mm-hmm. You, know, you also you, you want to start, you know, hitting the weights. You, you want to start you know, going to the gym a little bit. And again, uh, resistance training is one of those things where you go and you have a good weight training session. And I will get done with the gym sometimes, and there is nothing that I want to do more than go and have some sex. I'm be yeah, it's legitimate. It, it, it charges you up because it, there are so many different elements that go in, into resistance training both on a physiological level but also on, on a psychological level. On competitiveness, it, that is a drive that actually boosts testosterone as well and boosts, uh, go, uh, boosts growth hormone. So when it comes to just starting off uh, without needing to worry about anything else, go to the gym three to four times a week. Try and cut out uh, the majority of your carbohydrates that aren't coming from fruits or vegetables. Focus on a lot more of the uh, – fat sources so you can get that fat in your diet. And then there's even uh, some simple things you can do from like a supplementation standpoint, such as uh, vitamin D. Taking your vitamin D, whether you're getting out in the sun or not, another testosterone precursor, very, very important as well for, for helping out with fat metabolism. And what you're going to ha- find that happens is that even within a short period of time, when you start shifting your carbohydrates lower, 
you start supplementing wisely and you start resistance training, multiple things that are, are going to happen at the same time, they're going to prepare you without having to feel overwhelmed. Because the worst mm -hmm. thing you can do is try and give someone too many tasks. If I were to list off nine different things, the reality is those nine different things would overwhelm someone to the point that they would think. You want to focus on what's going to give you the most bang for the buck and what's going to you know, change you from a hormonal level. So that lower carbohydrate intake is going to help decreasing those insulin levels. Those decreasing insulin levels are not only going to help you better in the gym, it's also going to allow testosterone and growth hormone to increase as your diet improves, as you're taking in the correct supplementation, and as you then train better because and getting more benefits of your training because your insulin is, re is re uh, reduced, everything you put in your body then is going to be supercharged as well because you have to understand that when insulin levels are high, if cortisol is high, if testosterone is low, the food that you eat isn't even digested and processed the way you want so that you get the benefits. Mm. The things that you are doing when you are sleeping well, sleep is such an easy, easy thing to do, but when you get less than six hours of sleep per night, it affects your hormone levels as well. So from the most basic standpoint, if you have two weeks to get ready, uh, the, the, simple, the simple, simple way to go about it is, is cut out those carbohydrates and focus on more protein and fat. Yeah. Go ahead to the gym three to four times a week, focus on, focus on weight training, Supplement on a very on the on the basic level without anything else with some vitamin D and get some sleep. Yeah, if you want if you want to go a little bit more hardcore with your supplementation, you could uh, you could check out some things that are specifically designed to elicit a hormonal response. So for testosterone, you might want to look at Vitex or Tribula supplements, which have been shown to increase luteinizing hormone. Although some studies show that they don't, so that's sort of if you have thirty bucks and you want to make an investment and take a gamble, that's that's a pretty good thing to do. Um, you know, obviously things that get insulin in check are really good. Uh, there's a supplement called IC5 by our friends over at Biotrust, which uh, is, is really helpful for insulin management. So there's, there's a, a few things that I will mention. Adam talked about all the physiological stuff. So eat more fat, reduce carbohydrates, you know, do more weight training. All of those things will affect you physiologically, right? And you will be, you'll have higher testosterone and you'll want to have more sex. But they also affect you in other physiological ways which affect you emotionally. If you follow that plan for two weeks, you're going to drop fat. You're going to build muscle. You're going to look in the mirror and not only are you going to feel more confident which will make you more excited to have sex. When your girlfriend comes back from this trip, she hasn't seen you in two weeks and now you're down – you know, five or six pounds and you've gained some muscle and now you're looking all hard, like <laughs> she's going to be a lot more, you know, eager to have sex with you as well. So there's right. a lot of things that'll go into that, but, right. uh, you know, yeah. What I, uh, what's now I've heard, and I use this just as every day I put it in my smoothies. Uh, maca actually helps. Yeah. Is that with testosterone? Is that with something else that helps? Uh, yeah, I'm not specifically sure why maca has been shown to increase, um, I, I don't necessarily sex drive or something or what is it? It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily increase sex drive, but it does seem to increase incidence of erection. Mm. So I would imagine that it has some circulatory properties would gotcha. be, would be my guess there. Gotcha. And also I know that on it, our sponsor has a, a new product called T plus out, which is supposed to be an amazing testosterone, all natural product. So that's another yeah. thing you guys should check out. Now let's go into stretching. Now, for years, I did static stretching, right. and for whatever reason, I don't know if the research came out then or now, but it's, it's actually some research is saying that 
static stretching actually helps cause more injury than actually than dynamic stretching. Now, I'm not sure what's true, what's not true. That's just what I've heard. What is the difference? And uh, if say we're going to go to the gym, should we sit there for 20 minutes and do static stretching or should we do 10 to 20 minutes of dynamic stretching before we get into a heavy workout? I'm going to give you a very simple and easy answer and it's uh, both work. And because both work, uh, you're going it's best to combine both. I mean, mm-hmm. I believe it, it always depends on the activity that you're going to do. Okay. Right. And research is going to show both things. Research is going to show that dynamic stretching is great. It's going to show that static stretching is great. And then it's going to show that, you know, dynamic does nothing in static stretching. Right. Is terrible. And there's been studies that have come out that sh- have literally shown that static stretching is beneficial from, you know, injury prevention to improving weightlifting performance. And then another one will come out you know, a couple months later telling you that if you stretch statically before a workout, your power output is going to be decreased significantly. Right. And, um, you, you know, the reality is, is that a lot of time it's, you know, the, the poison sometimes is in the dose and the poison is in the application. Mm. So there are benefits to stretching a muscle and, you know, really focusing on, uh, if you will, lengthening. I hate using that term, but focusing on stretching out that muscle so that you can move it through a greater range of motion. And the reason why dynamic stretching is so great is that you are working on taking those muscles through an active range of motion. Because when you're doing static stretching, you're holding that muscle in in a static position and not doing anything. But when you're actually doing exercise, you want to go ahead and you want to move it through an active range of motion because that's how you move in real life. And what's important to take away from stretching or any type of warm-up in general is just to do one. Because when you work out, your muscles are like cold rubber bands. And when you warm them up, when you do stretching, dynamic movements, static movements that get your heart rate up, that gets the blood flowing, it makes the muscles more pliable. And when a muscle is more pliable, one, it's not going to get injured as, as often. And two, maybe just as more important, it's going to be able to generate a lot more energy. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to lift more weights. You're going to be able to you know, go longer from endurance. Standpoint. You're going to be able to build more muscle. So the bottom line answer is people are going to be you know, splitting hairs about whether one is better than the other. When you're going to find research on both sides of them, there are benefits to both, combine both, and just make sure you do a warm-up before you work out. Yeah. And don't be the idiot who goes in there and be like, ah, forget the warm-up. I'm just going to go and lift some weights because you know what? You're, you're leaving things on the table, and that's when you will get hurt. Yeah. Um, so just – just uh, I will say um, that – got to wake the dog the up. Dog. <laughs> I think it might be worth – I, I put the dog to sleep. Right? <laughs> I, I think it might be worth defining the difference between – Static stretching and and uh, yeah, so, and yeah. so so static stretch would be your let's say traditional hamstring stretch where you are laying on your back and you're you're holding your leg up and you're, you're feeling that stretch in the back of your leg and dynamic movements are, are literally uh, taking you through a, a series of movements where you are moving your body and, and holding certain poses mm-hmm. so i mean you could be doing a, a walking lunge or something you could be doing like a walking lunge you could be doing a one-legged straight-legged romanian leg deadlift where you are getting that same hamstring stretch but you're actually moving and you're engaging your hips you're engaging your core you're engaging your glutes yeah. well, what i'll say is that i like both static stretching and dynamic stretching the way that i i handle this is that once the studies started to come out more regularly that showed static stretching decreased power output, hmm. I sort of moved away from it on training days. So I generally do dynamic session, dynamic uh, stretching on days where I train with weights in addition to foam rolling and all that. 
And then I do static stretching on days I don't train with weights, more as sort of a, a recovery, an active recovery process. Yes. And also because like I do want to be more flexible. My fiance is like this crazy yogi and I can't even <laughs> – like I'm not even close to being able to keep up. So, you know, like it, it really depends on what you want to be able to do. If you don't care about flexibility, then you never have to worry about it unless you're just worried about injury prevention. Right. If you care about mobility, then, you know, these are things that you need to, to worry about. Right. Now, now here's what I'm been trying to wrap my head around for a while. We're basically all animals. Yeah. In, in a sense. So why can't, just like a lion does, and the, you know, chasing its prey? Why can't it just, it just gets up when it's done sleeping? It sees an animal it wants to kill, and it just sprints, or a cheetah, or whatever. They're sprinting at full speed, jumping, bounding. They never pull a hamstring. But how come? How come <laughs> well, we, we can't? Don't know do that, Lewis. We don't know. No. <laughs> Actually, that's funny. It's a scene from Zombieland where, uh, where the Zombieland where the. Um, the Woody Harrelson character says, you ever seen a lion limber up before taking down a gazelle? <laughs> so the reason that lions don't need to stretch and that they're always limber is simply because they are moving a lot more often. And they're, when, you know, the more often that you're in motion, the less often you sit still, the less locked up and bound up you are. Mm. So lions are pretty active, especially female lions. Male lions just kind of sit there and let the, <laughs> let the lionesses do all their hunting and bring them food. But in particular, um, you know, a lot of uh, most animals are more active than humans because they're not sitting at a desk on the right. computer all day. They're walking around all day. Yeah, there's been enough articles that have come out really in the last, let's say, two three years that are showing that sitting is literally killing us. Sitting you know, is death. It, it is. It is death in every which way, from actual death and to what it does to your body. You sit here, it tightens up the the shoulders and your upper back. It tightens up your hip flexors. And suddenly, everything just starts to break down. Mm. And uh, it's, you know, our lives, and it's, it's really what we tap in overall. Our lives have set us up in a way where, I mean, this is life. You have to go to, you know, to a job. You have to work. You have to sit. But if you're going to sit for 8, 10, 12 hours of a day, you have to realize that your body almost gets stuck and frozen in this position. Mm. It is right. not natural to it. We were not meant to sit all day, just like lions aren't meant to sit all day. And you know what? They don't. Right. And they right. get up and move around. And uh, if we were walking and moving around all day, that's why people have seen or moved to things like a, a standing desk or just trying to get up and walk around. It, you're mobile. You're moving around more. Your, your body is getting the benefit from just moving. Right. 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 So if, if just, just one final point. If yep. you look at the, the likelihood of getting hurt, it increases with age. It's because the cumulative number of seated hours have increased dramatically. From the time we're about five years old, kids start sitting about eight hours a day in school, right? And over t- – so there's a sort of cumulative net effect that sitting has. And the more often you sit and the longer you sit and the older you are and have been sitting, the, the, the larger this effect will be. Mm. Now, let's just say – uh, okay, this is all great, guys, but I'm you know, 35, 40 years old. I'm working at a job that I've been stuck at for 20 years. I've got four kids. I'm not going to work on my own and be walking around all day, and I'm, I'm going to be working 40 to 50 hours a week for the next 20 years. What are some things that I can do at my desk in an office where I'm tied down to that can help me you know, get rid of these bad habits? Do I get a bouncy ball, you know, like a, 
uh, a stability, stability ball. ball, a stability ball that I sit on half the day or most of the day. Do I get a stand up desk? Do I get a walking treadmill desk? Do I get up every 15 minutes? What is it that I do? I think you go all office space and you just drill off the, the walls of your cubicle and just start doing whatever you want. Um, <laughs> that's, I guess, always one option. Uh, I, I think what it really comes down to, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of a, of a treadmill desk or a, of a bouncy ball. If you want one that might make a difference because it's actually sitting that is causing the problem, you can get a standing desk or you can just make sure that you get up and you stand and you walk around. I don't think uh, anyone's expectation is that, you know, you're going to start walking around like a lion or an animal. The, the idea is that you are conscious of what is causing these breakdowns and you are conscious that because of the way that you are living, you are taking the steps to counterbalance that. And, right. you know, it, it really gets back to what we did with, you know, creating this book. It, it's not telling you that, hey, if you want to go and fix your hormonal levels, you need to take, uh, you know, these, these pharmaceutical products or you need to go and spend two to three hours a day in the gym. It's all about practicality and practicality is able to resonate and have the greatest effect when you know what the enemy is. So if you know that you're sitting a lot more often and say you can't even get up and, and move around, it just makes sure that you have to spend, take that 5, 10, 15 minutes to do things to help your mobility. Get, right. Grab a foam roller and just foam roll for 10 minutes a day mm. and it's going to actually improve the tissue in your muscles so when you're, you're undoing the damage that you do by sitting because you know what? You can't just quit your job. Or if sitting all day is, is going to affect your hormone levels, because it's going to literally slow you down, go ahead and, and you make sure you exercise and make sure you eat the right way. So I think a lot of times we look at the barriers that stand in our way and just say, well, shit, I'm screwed. Yeah. And that's not though because I, you know, I got to work. I got to take care of my kids. I've only got an hour a day. And then it's, it's finding out, okay, what time do you have? How can you use that time the best? And a lot of times the only way and the only thing you really need to do to, counter, to counterbalance what you're doing at your desk is – Get up and walk around for like five minutes every couple hours. It's going to be fine. You can do the standing desk. Uh, it's something that I know I've played around with. Roman has done the same uh, himself. And then uh, take, standing desk. take the time to uh, just take care of your body. And it really sometimes, some things, uh, foam rolling, it honestly takes five to ten minutes a day. And it is, uh, yeah. it's a life changer. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like to make sweet, sweet love to my foam roller every day. Roman was making sweet, sweet love to the corner of his wall tonight. Yeah, I was, was doing I was doing soft tissue work on my back by just leaning into the, the corner where two of the walls meet in my apartment and just like leaning into it. It was a nice sharp pressure on my lat. So I was really getting in there. That's, well, it's interesting because, you know, the more that I've been, you know, hanging out with you guys and just learning about nutrition and foods and juice and just what I'm putting in my body. And I think uh, the older I'm getting, I'm realizing that I can't just, you know, show up every day and just be this young guy. You know, it's like we're getting older. And what's the most important thing? I feel like our health is really the most important, I guess, asset or thing that we have for the rest of our life. And what I started doing is I think eventually this will become something that might be uh, five days a week. Uh, but I hired a, um, a sports therapist to work on my body twice a week right now and work on all the, the messed up parts of my injuries from the past and just any places that I'm feeling – less flexible it's really helped me on my hip flexors my ankles my shoulders everything to just make me a better performing human and i've seen tremendous results from that yeah. now it's expensive 
but for me, it's it's a worthwhile investment to like be healthy and well, to yeah, feel less pain. You know, you're a professional athlete. For you, you know, if even if it's costing you two hundred dollars an hour twice a week, right? You know, four hundred bucks for your career is not is not you know really terrible. So with most people, with the average person, we're talking about spending thirty dollars on a foam roller, uh-huh. and then really after that, it's just ten minutes a day. You know, and then I, I do recommend that people get either massage therapy or or active release therapy, you know, just like once a month, let someone like, you know, dig their thumbs into your various muscles and like get, get some grooves going. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for you, that's a worthwhile investment for, for people. If you can afford it, I think that's great. I see my ART guy at least once a week right now. Um, so yeah, I I think there's a lot of different things you can do. It is, it's really important because you only get one body exactly. and a lot of pieces that you could replace, but you would rather, you'd rather go, go to the grave with all your original parts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and I'm not saying people, <laughs> I'm not saying people should hire a sports therapist today and, you know, do it every week. I'm saying that's the importance I'm putting on my body the more, right. the older I get, because I see the value on what you guys talk about and yeah. you know, all this stuff. So definitely getting a foam roller and doing that every day is, is worth it. Stretching and working out is yeah. what people should be doing. Now I want to, I want to really quickly pitch you guys book because I got one more, one more question. I want to ask both of you, but make sure you guys go check out this book, uh, man 2.0 engineering the alpha. And, uh, where's the best place they should go get this just on Amazon. If they search man 2.0 or where do they find it? Yeah, you can, you'll really be able to get it pretty much anywhere. If you're paying attention to the internet this week, there'll be a couple of thousand links coming at you. But, uh, <laughs> the, um, if you guys are really interested in how stuff like the New York Times bestseller list, you might be interested uh, to know that if you go to a bookstore and pick it up, it's counted like three times more towards a bestseller list mm. than, let's say, picking it up in Amazon or Barnes and Noble or something like that. So, if you, and I only mention that so, like, if you're one of my fans or Adam's fans that's been following us for a while and you want to invest a little time and money into us, that would be what we'd prefer. Having said that, anyone who is interested in the book, no matter where you pick it up, we're going to be happy. So you can do that at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Books A Million, CEO Reads. And of course, if you go to engineeringthealpha.com, you can pick it up there as well. Engineeringthealpha.com. And that's got more information on the book and on you oh, guys. Tons, there. tons of information. Yeah, and, there's lots there and videos and all that. Nice. And John uh, is at uh, romanfitnesssystems.com. It's also at John Romanello on Twitter and Facebook and then Adam is bornfitness.com and at bornfitness on Twitter. But make sure you guys go check out engineeringthealpha.com to learn more about the book and these guys. So that leads me to our final question. And you guys need to come up with a name for your your tag team if you're in WWE. But it leads me to the final question. That's what I ask all the guests on this show. And I'll start with Adam. And so, Adam and John, you'll have a minute to think about it. But what is your definition of greatness? Wow, loaded question, Lewis. <laughs> but I like it. it. Could be as short or as long as you want it to be. Um, my definition of greatness is is very very simple because it uh it kind of ties into what I believe is kind of the mantra that you should take toward life. And uh, greatness is planning out a life where everything you do is geared towards uh, the ideal version of what you want and making you happy. I honestly believe uh, so so deeply that uh, greatness, whether it's in the self, whether it's in what you achieve, 
Alright, and what you stand for is all about being happy and, and kind of being true to yourself, which means uh, if you're not doing something that is gearing you towards being happy, you're probably not going to be living a great life. Right. And uh, that, that was, uh, it's become the guiding principle of everything that I do in my personal life and in my work life. And I've found that uh, it's led to some pretty great things and some pretty special opportunities. So if you, you kind of follow that approach, uh, I don't think it will ever really lead you wrong. Adam's answer was so good and poetic, I think. Um, so there's, there's a great quote I love uh, that is actually in our book, and it's, uh, it's by Bob Dylan. And the quote is, uh, a man is a success if he gets up in the morning and goes to bed at night and in between does what he wants. Mm. And I really like that. And I think that for me, greatness is about wanting to leave a legacy and wanting to achieve great things and, and the desire to do those being sort of the, um, the impetus behind a lot of the actions that you take. I try to filter every action through, you know, sort of looking at, at, um, all of the potential consequences and outcomes of that action. And, you know, I don't. I don't mean to sound like sanctimonious, and I don't. I don't always t- make decisions that are going to lead down the path of righteousness. But I do try to to make decisions that are going to lead me down a path towards success and happiness. And that's really important to me because uh, it, it took me a really long time to learn that lesson, and I had to make a lot of the same mistakes over and over. You know, whether in business and, and in particular with my relationships. Um, so for me, greatness really means recognizing who you are and how to make yourself happy and then pursuing that to the utmost of your ability. Nice. Okay. So you guys got to come up with some name real quick before we wrap up. Oh, man. Uh, can we just use Bushwhackers? I mean, no one's using it anymore. Uh, they were always my favorite tag team. Bushwhackers. Uh, those guys were great. Uh, <laughs> that's fine with me if that's what you want to have. <laughs> uh I got anything else, buddy? Can we make something alpha out of this? Yeah, I like uh, it. The alpha twins or something? I don't yeah, know. Alpha twins. Alpha I like twins that. Is actually, alpha twins is great. And it's strong. We will show up wearing matching alpha t-shirts and we will be the alpha twins. That is yeah. sweet. Awesome. It's like the wonder twins, but alpha twins great. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for coming on and make sure everyone uh, goes, checks out their book, check out the site and uh, say hi to them online. Thanks, guys. And there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the dog snoring as well, which brought a lot of character to this episode. Uh, Make sure to check out engineeringthealpha.com to look at their book website and go pick up a copy today for yourself. This book is amazing. The information you're going to get out of this is going to blow you away, just like I hope this interview did. So check that out. Say hi to them on Twitter and make sure to uh, to go check out the show notes over at schoolofgreatness.com as I'm going to have all their stuff linked up there on the post. Uh, I'm going to have videos of them, links to their book, to their Twitter, Facebook, all that other good stuff, and other notes that we took from this show. So make sure to check out schoolofgreatness.com. Feel free to leave us a comment or review over on iTunes and say hi to me. I'm over on Twitter at Lewis Howes, over on Facebook, Lewis Howes. Shoot me an email if you have some questions or suggestions on how you would like me to make this show better or how I can better serve you with different topics, guests, 
and other suggestions. With that, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode with John Romanello and Adam Bornstein. Make sure to pick up a copy of the book and stay tuned for the next episode on the School of Greatness. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.